Hello and welcome to another episode of Masala Zindabad, the podcast that ought to have been a book. This is Amrita from Indiquil. And this is Beth from Beth Loves Bollywood. Today we're joined by Angela of Post Punk Cinema Club. Hi, Angela. Hello. <laughs> We've got Angela on the show today to talk about the films of Manmohan Desai and female characters and feminism in his films. Angela, tell us a little bit about how you started watching Indian cinema. I guess it started in grad school. I was uh, I was a member of the Buddhist Society there, and I became friends with the Jain Society uh, because I was told that we were spiritual kin. And um, so then they uh, they like we invited each other to um, you know our respective like group meetings and stuff like that. And so the thing that I went to at the Jain Society was that they showed the movie Gandhi, Attenborough's uh, Gandhi, and uh, <laughs> and I loved it. And I mean I'd seen it before, but I watched. Watched it uh, like again, and I was stunned by how much I loved it. I, it was just like sheer, unadulterated passion. And I made a vow to myself that I would watch every single movie about India ever made. And and then I just started. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I like I started watching Nasiruddin Shah movies in the beginning and like parallel cinema. And then I got into Shah Rukh Khan. I think like that's a rite of passage <laughs> that you have to eventually get into him. <laughs> So I, I got into him um, and I watched all of like the Karen Johar, uh, Shah Rukh Khan movies. And then, yeah, and then just sort of spiraled. Can I there. just say that is my favorite getting to watch Bollywood movie story ever. I agree. I agree. And can we can we also note what university she's she's attending when she does this? It's Oxford. <laughs> of all yes. the things Oxford has produced, <laughs> Angela's love Ani Kapoor is high on the list. <laughs> I mean... I'm sure I'm not the first. <laughs> I'm sure that there were. That just lot. makes it even more awesome. So, Angela, which was your first Desai movie? I think it was Parvarish. I'm not 100% sure, but I think we could probably look at my website and check. But I think it was that one. Okay. What's your favorite one? That's a hard one as well. But I think that Suhag is very, very high up there, just in terms of any Hindi film. And uh, Agale Lagja also has a very special place in my heart. You know, one of the things I think we all like about the Sai films is that there's so much in them. And you could pick apart, I think, any single film, at least from the 70s and 80s of his, with, you know, any number of different threads or themes or whatever. But one of the ones we are, we are all in common interested in is women. So that's the one that we... You know, that's the one that we're doing for this show. Right. So um, who's your favorite uh, uh, female character in Suhag? I mean, it's definitely it's definitely Praveen Babi. I think that actually what I like a lot about her is that she has a lot of um, agency, mm -hmm. uh, which is something that a lot of female characters don't often have. So she has the so she gets to have fun. Like we meet her. And she's having a social life and she's getting wasted. <laughs> Um, like she also has a lot of agency in like coveting and courting Shashi. Mm -hmm. Like she's just That's like, true. you know, yeah. Like she has the drunken song and she's like, by the, like, oh my God, you're really hot. You're Shashi. 
uh, like, let's totally, like, get together. Like, take me home, man. <laughs> like, and he has to fight her off. And then she also just ingratiates herself uh, to the mom as well. And I just love it. And, like, you know, she gets the help. She enlists the help of one of Shashi's friends. It's just, like, the, the courtship is uh, really reversed. And so she, I love that aspect of it. I love that she has the power to get Shashi. Like, she sees him. It, it, it all comes from her side, I guess. I have to agree. I mean, um, my favorite sequences in that movie are definitely when Parveen comes. I think she just kind of explodes onto the screen and just completely takes it over with her screen presence and she's just so joyful and refreshing. I mean, she's like a complete new breath of fresh air. Like I was telling Beth um, in a previous conversation, um, one of my favorite, favorite Parveen Bobby sequences of all time is the song that she has with Shashi when she's just drunk and she just lets go and she has fun and it's right there on screen and Shashi is just beautiful and adorable and doing borderline kinky stuff like tying her to um, to his jeep with a scarf and the next day when she shows up at his house and his mother calls her sandal wali lipstick wali it is it is absolutely charming um she is charming and she she fails at the domestic tasks doesn't right. she in that little sequence like she messes up the cooking and the shoes and whatever but she still gets her man like what a you never and see she's that. going to medical college which is awesome Great. and you know she's definitely and, you know, um, the subtext, of course, is that they're so poor, she and her sister, that her sister has had to um, basically prostitute herself, although this is, you know, a 70s Hindi masala movie, therefore she's a virgin prostitute or whatever, <laughs> which is my favorite term ever. Basically, these are two girls who are, like, really poor and who do something about it. And um, Rekha is, you know... Uh, Rekha is basically Rekha, but she plays a character who is a really good big sister. You know, she wants to do as much as she can, whatever the cost may be. There's a sense all throughout the movie that she has really taken it upon herself to shield her sister from the harsher realities of the situation in that infuriating way that elder siblings sometimes do in Hindi movies, but without <laughs> being maudlin about it, which, um, I mean, apart from the usual melodram melodramatic reveal, which, you know, is par for the course. Yeah. But this is not Duvar, uh, <laughs> where you've also got an older sibling sacrificing for the younger sibling. It's nothing like nope. that. I also love the the way that the the pairing of Parveen and Shashi plays out within that context because my, my impression of him in this whole movie is that he stands around and rolls his eyes a lot because everybody else is so wackadoo and he's like, <laughs> ugh, God, I just need to get my work done. <laughs> Until he gets blinded by a chandelier and then it's all, you know, then it's all great. But that he, you know, that match of them in the Jeep is so funny with her literally hanging out of the Jeep and falling all over and he's just trying to drive keep the car on the road and in non-typical Kapoor driving fashion actually keeping the car on the road and, and just muttering and rolling his eyes it's so and she's funny so perfect with her you know her scarf yeah. dress her yeah. pink scarf dress her uh her platform sandals <laughs> her pink lipstick her shiny gorgeous waterfall of hair I mean 
I totally yeah. like you know um, little girls everywhere want to be want to grow up to look like Barbie or whatever. I wanted to grow up and look like Parveen Barbie, and I mean. Both of those are impossible ideals, but I think Parveen is a much more healthy option than, you know. Yes. <laughs> uh, but even Nirupa Roy in Sohag, you know, she is a strong woman. She's not your typical weepy mom who's just sitting there, even though she, you know, she wants her husband back and stuff like that. But she's not above disciplining her kids when they do stupid things. or telling her husband where to get off when she discovers that he's a criminal. What's another of his films we want to talk about? We've How got about Agali Lagja, the second Agali Lagja. Yeah. Or right, Angela, what are your thoughts on that one? I mean, I feel like we could use that we could use this one as an example of like a film which is incredibly loved by me, uh incredibly lovable and great and adorable, but fundamentally perhaps a little evil because of the like Beth you can talk about the rape and like the uh, impregnating and the whole like cautionary tale of uh, spending nights spending a night over with a boy um and what will happen to you if you do that uh but yeah so yeah we can't we can't talk about Agale Lagjar without talking about um concern rape as Amrita calls it and the and the notion that is in this film and also the later Ganga Jamuna Saraswati where Amitabh Bachchan does it and of course in Agale Lagja it's our beloved Shashi Kapoor who both save women from hypothermia by raping them <laughs> and there's the whole notion that in Agale Lagja it's also laid out because again the woman is a medical student Sharmila Tagore is a medical student and they have just been told in their class uh in the mountains in the <laughs> you know that they that you have to watch out for this kind of thing and that body heat is the way to save somebody from hypothermia and Shashi has been a volunteer for their class and so they lay him on a chunk of ice <laughs> with a towel over him and it's all very funny but then of course oh it happens in real life later and apparently to spread body heat to somebody who's got hypothermia actually involves necessarily penetration even if they seem to be unconscious which i think is what happens in this movie so um it's just it, it i don't know someone needs to talk because i'm my brain is falling out of my head as i try, <laughs> try to make sense of it and i'm i'm really, many people have warned me like just don't think about that part just keep going don't pretend it didn't happen but i can't pretend that that didn't happen and of course in both instances pregnancies result and then you get noble single fathers um which i think is probably the whole point of that Agale Lagja <laughs> is probably the first instance of concern rape that we can find among ourselves. I'm sure there were other examples because it's kind of it's genius of a different sort if Manmohan Desai is the one who invented the entire um idea the concept but um so our friend Samrat who did the 2010 in review um shows with us was raised in army schools and did spend a lot of time in this particular technique. <laughs> Wait, so I don't I don't understand. So if I'm very cold, I'm not supposed to rub myself against Shashi Kapoor. <laughs> you can rub, but you have to be penetrated. Well, That's but if it was like one of us three, we might not actually <laughs> have any problems with that either because it's Shashi Kapoor, <laughs> but you know, let's not go there. This is definitely an idea that uh Hindi cinema took it and ran with it in the decades after Agale Lagja was released i mean i i can't you know 
it's become a cliche is how much this entire concept has been recycled in Hindi cinema through the decades. And I think it, it really demonstrates what lengths filmmakers or writers, I guess, in particular, will go to not to have premarital sex. You have to threaten somebody with death in order there for there to be an acceptable reason for a pregnancy to occur. Right. <laughs> right. And of course, there's always a pregnancy that occurs. I mean, nobody in of course. people oh, in Hindi yeah. cinema are extremely fertile. And <laughs> the moment <laughs> they have sex, it's like biology is convinced that they must procreate. The first time I saw Agalilagja, I saw it as a uh, as a child. I can't remember exactly how old I was, but the difference, I, I don't know why, but the time between, I saw Agalilagja and I saw Ganga Jamuna Saraswati, which had the exact same scenario, but for some reason, um, probably related to Shashi, the latter in Ganga Jamuna Saraswati immediately skeeved me out. Like I literally sat there cringing because I couldn't stand it. Like the entire thing was playing out. And there's this scene in, in Ganga Jamuna Saraswati when they're doing it and they frame it and the camera pulls back and to this cobweb that tears. Thank you. I was going to say that. Oh Thank you. Oh my <laughs> God. Sketchboard paradise. I mean, it is just insane. Ugh. I mean, all these years later, I have never seen that movie again. Like I saw it like once and that was too many times when I was, I don't know, a teenager or something. And it came uh, for free. Like, you know, they had this, um, they used to pirate stuff on <laughs> our closed circuit cable uh, network and um, that's where I saw it and for our, our American listeners that movie is actually on Hulu right now you can watch it for free and I can even tell you you can skip directly to the creepy concern rape spider web tearing scene if you'd like to see what we're talking about because it's, it's really that disgusting that you absolutely shouldn't pay yeah, for but it. The thing is, you know, you are, you, when you watch enough Hindi movies, especially from an early age, and you watch it without any sort of filter or any kind of tools to deconstruct and realize what the hell it is that you're watching, you take scenes like that at face value and you think, oh yeah, you know, that's like a nice thing that he did, you know, have sex with the unconscious woman. Um, <laughs> I'm, I bet she was really grateful, and I totally buy that now she's in love with him, uh, now that he took off all her clothes <laughs> right when she was vulnerable and unconscious. Oh, that's right. And about yeah, so in, in Agale Lagja, the next morning, you know, she's all shy and smiley yep. about it. I mean, she knows she's pregnant, right? I feel like <laughs> there's some eerie thing where she wakes up and she's like, now I'm going to have your son. And it's like this she, immediate. She also, she's also watched a lot of Hindi films, so she knows that if you have sex, you're going to be. Um, I think that's all. There's also something. There's something to that as well, Angela, uh, because in Ganga Jamuna Saraswati, the next day, Meenakshi Sashadri is not chilling out about the entire experience. She's not smiling at all. In fact, she's pretty devastated, and um, I I can't remember correctly right now, but I'm I think it's because she didn't like. Amitabh Bachchan's character and had diff other plans, like she wanted to marry somebody else or something like that. I don't know. So oh, no, no. She likes him oh, does a she? lot. She likes him a lot. Yeah, I actually can't remember her reaction right after the incident. And I, I clearly have blocked it out, even though I saw it just a few weeks ago. But yeah, no, she's, she's, uh, 
she's all over yeah. him. Whether she's delighted to have been concern raped is a different question. I think it also has to do with the chemistry of Shashi Kapoor and Amitabh Bachchan. Amitabh, when he is, you know, when he does um, love making scenes, like the ones with Smitha Patil in, uh, what's that movie? Um, Anyway, uh, Amitabh Bachchan looks like he, I don't know, he's, he's somehow very convincing about it. Whereas Shashi, you know, he makes it look like a fairy tale because he's so pretty and he's so... He's shushy, basically. I feel like also, I mean, I don't want to stray too much into fictional sex with these characters and these actors, <laughs> but I feel like, <laughs> nonetheless, I will. I feel like Amitabh, like, <laughs> he's always he's so intense and it's like this tragic, intense, serious affair, whereas with Shashi, it's just an extension of, like, flirting, which is what he does throughout his entire career. And he had sex with you. Isn't that hilarious? That I think that the two actors, uh, they have, I'm at least in the 70s in this Masala universe, they would have the, you know, they had the different personas. And so Sheshi's persona was just, it was always flirtation. It was always fun. And so I feel like that he, the next morning, is like, oh, hey, I just had you, like, hilarious. And uh, Amitabh, instead, is like, you know, we just had sex, and this is serious, it's intense, it's like, uh, it's not pleasant, <laughs> it doesn't look pleasant. <laughs> that said, though, in Amar Akbar Anthony, he is actually kind of a goofball during the courtship with Praveen Babi. That's true, he yeah. does um, the Shashi Kapoor role in Amar Akbar Anthony, in a weird way. Yeah. He's sort of charmingly flirtatious, and, and it's, you know, you know, that's another thing, you know, the the reason why Shashi got to be so seductive and so um, lighthearted, as you said, Angela, is that because is because of his Western persona, you know, like he was very, um, very man of the world sort of um, image, you know, very Westernized. And in I'm not going to do a really good job of explaining this because I can never talk about it properly. But I think in Amar Akbar Anthony, the reason why Amitabh has that persona is because he plays a Christian character. You know, his name is Anthony Gonzalez. And um, he goes to balls and comes out of Easter eggs and um, dances with all the pretty girls and stuff like that. And he's also not the oldest in that set of brothers, which I think is important too. So the women in Amarak by Anthony, first of all, can we talk about Shabana? Because Shabana is like the biggest disappointment Ugh. in that movie, I feel. Yeah, that's a, yeah. not a not a well-written character and she's kind of a blank in it, I think. Carla's going to come after me with a shotgun. Oh, but you know, I mean, how easy would it be to be overwhelmed in that movie though? That's true. <laughs> it could happen to, if it can happen to Shabana Azmi, it could happen to anyone. <laughs> In that, because her role is so nothing. And did, I think Carla once told me a really funny story about if you remember the end at the <laughs> sort of wedding in Jeevan's uh-huh. house, and Shabana is wearing some absolutely outrageously hideous dress. <laughs> and Carla told me a story about how Shabana said later that she put on all this crazy stuff to try to get attention in that scene, which I, I hope I'm remembering that right. Cause that's a great idea. You know, if I was, but it, you know, it's not just the star cast, but if I were unlucky enough to be co-starring in a movie with Parveen Bobby, 
<laughs> I would seriously that would be like my nightmare scenario because that woman just sucks <laughs> up all the uh, all the attention because she's just so freaking gorgeous without trying. I was just going to say that the oldest couple um because both Vinod Khanna and Shabana are like you know they're the older ones or they're the older couple I guess and they like they have the severity of like the middle class Hindu hegemony behind them like they have to no they have no space to be fun or interesting or quirky like the other two or the other four Although when you that, when we meet Shabana's character she is she is funny and quirky and free she's a thief you know I mean granted she's yeah. doing it at the behest of her evil what evil grandmothers and creepy brother and everything <laughs> but she is like she's out on the street she's talking in the tea shop or whatever it is you know she's got a lot more <laughs> oomph in her first three minutes than she does right. anywhere in the rest of the film like they just yeah. kind of wrote her right out. Yeah. Neetu was also similarly underwritten, I think, but she's yeah, but she agree. somehow managed to make it work. My entire thing about that that climax scene when Parveen Babi faints and she says, I need to listen to the heartbeat <laughs> and she picks up her wrist and holds it to a ear. <laughs> I had to laugh. I mean, come on, that is just absolutely great. The one thing I think is really interesting about Nitu Singh's character in that film, which I just realized the other day after, I don't know, like four or five times having seen the movie, isn't she the one who actually orchestrates? It's because of what she's doing that the three brothers and the mother are all connected by the blood transfusion in the first place, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So she's got, she's kind of the window into that fabulously over symbolic <laughs> sequence that, that, just represents the movie as a whole. And I, I mean, it really could have been anyone as the doctor who did that. But I, I do think it's interesting that it's a young female Muslim doctor who actually sets up that, you know, that epic. <laughs> little and scene. she's also the one that's smart enough to write a letter to Rishi Kapoor to let him know what's going yes. on. And she does it in Urdu because she knows not everybody can read it, which is, again, really smart. She acts like a doctor. Right. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> So your favorite movie, Beth, is Parvarish. It is hands down because I think that anything any of Desai's other films, at least in the 70s and 80s, do well. Parvarish does better and more, <laughs> but not <laughs> to the extent that it kind of toppled under its own craziness that I think we might say that some of his later films do. But Parver- one of the things I love most about Parvarish is it has not one, but two well-written, interestingly written uh, female leads with a lot of... Um, agency and who make a lot of decisions and have their own arc of revenge in the film. And it's not just they are joined with heroes who who are trying to take revenge or they've got their own issues with the main villain in the film and they take care of them on their own. They are sold out at the very, very end and have to be rescued by the heroes. But up until the very end, they are they're they're almost like secondary heroes, I think, Mm -hmm. which is pretty, pretty unusual. And the fact that there are two of them makes it even better, I think. So I I don't know that that film would win a lot of points for me just for that but there are many other things that I love about it too but that's top of my top of my list for Desai films or 70s films or near my top of my list for feminist films I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean they're smart, they're funny, um they have a plan. Yeah, I can I can't think of a single scene in which, you know, they were under they were overwhelmed by their um the co-stars that's true which too. is not yeah. true of like movies like america by anthony as we've just mentioned and there's a great so- i can never remember the name of the song but there's the song where the four leads the two women are are going to go I kill themselves because the men don't song. love them 
<laughs> and then the men follow them around and say, okay, fine, go ahead. Here's the matches here. We'll push you over the bridge, whatever. <laughs> so, so funny. And it's really well, it, it's one of those great song picturizations as a whole because everybody's doing something and it's very evenly distributed and everyone is funny. And even the way they're dressed just kind of adds to the like lightness of song. And it's really funny. Yeah, and don't the girls as well ask the boys out? Both they ask them out and they ask, yeah. they propose they marriage do. as well. Yeah, they yeah. do. <laughs> And when the boys refuse them, so like they that. actually invade their home. <laughs> and uh, they actually, you know, this is something that you actually see in a lot of uh, Hindi movies where the guy won't take no for an answer and kind of hounds the girl into saying yes. And does all these crazy things like jump into her home and follow her to work and um, basically annoy her until she says yes. And in this one, the girls do it. Don't. The mom is kind of my least favorite character in that movie because she's just, she is the one who lets Amitabh's character know that he's the adopted son and um, how he right. owes it to her to bring her son back. Oh, yeah. Is just, yeah. I mean, that's a very non-ma thing to do, isn't it? I would think so. But she's also immediately in the, in the you know, the prologue where, of course, we have to have a second baby added to the family. She's she's quite okay with, okay, let's raise the villain's kid as our own. That sounds great. She's pretty welcoming at the start. But <laughs> In in general, yeah. the ma doesn't actually do anything other than be heroic and sacrificing. So at least that's a little bit more for her to do, you know? It's actually the opposite of a sacrifice. She says, I'm not giving up that son. Right. You know, you know, he's bad you go and you know you fix it right which is interesting so talking about sacrificing mothers i think the pinnacle <laughs> of all sacrificing mothers has to be in marth i mean the parents in that movie i mean <laughs> when you have a father who spends his entire life grinding wheat <laughs> to feed the entire freaking country that is pretty intense. I actually, I actually think that the best part of Mard is the the weird like BDSM <laughs> courtship stuff. I yes. love that stuff. I mean, that's ki- that's kinky for a Hindi film, but that's kinky for like that's kinky for me. <laughs> I was like, it's hard to, it's not hard to watch. It's just like very out there and just completely. I mean. Part of me sometimes thinks that actually a lot of the a lot of this women's liberation that we're sort of seeing in these films is a result of like I, I feel like in the seventies there was so much social upheaval everywhere in the world that I wonder how much of it then, you know, percolated into the the quote Bollywood mentality and that you would then see in Hindi mm-hmm. films. Because just some of that stuff is just so like you know, the genders are reversed, gender roles are played with, it's very sexual and it's very I mean like the BDSM song is just so erotic and like God, just with the salt <laughs> in the wounds. I can't even remember. Yeah. And again, so much agency by the by the woman. Like she's she leads that. <laughs> I don't know what kind of brain comes up with a party in which the main entertainment is Amitabh Bachchan hanging from the ceiling from in chains while Amrita Singh has him whipped and rubs salt into him while he makes orgasmic faces, and then. Um, <laughs> He kidnaps her and then has her whipped by <laughs> trees in the forest and then ends up in at these salt mines, jumps on top of her 
and then rubs them like rubs salt crystals into her into the scratches on her body and then asks her how do you how do you like that and then <laughs> she says i love it <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just in, in case any of you out there haven't seen Marth, um, this is just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, and that sequence ends with them having sex, right? They go into that straw hut thing. Oh, do they? <laughs> and, and the walls shake. And the walls shake. Oh, really? Do they? I don't remember that. I think so. And he, he gives direct address to the camera. I can't remember if he says something, if he, if he speaks or if he just kind of winks. As he does in a couple, at least as he does that in Parverish too, uh, he gives the camera a nice wink to express some knowledge that the characters don't have, that the viewers are supposed to have. But um, but yeah, he, he looks at the camera and then they go in that hut and the walls are shaking. <laughs> While one of his trusty animals is nearby, I think, which is pretty gross. But. <laughs> yeah, you can't get away from the animals in Marth. The, uh, the whipping thing happens in... Dharamvir also we have um, Zinat Oman has Dharmendra chained up in a dungeon and is, is whipping him and he says something like you know I'd like I'm glad that you're doing this instead of your nasty brother <laughs> something like that or I'd enjoy this even if it was your nasty brother something like that he just he's kind of looking over his shoulder at her and, and in his blacksmithing you know non-clothing his little <laughs> his little leather mini skirt yes very sensible clothing for working with hot metal. <laughs> I think that was the movie that um, told us whether Dharmendra was boxes or briefs. I, you know, from what I read on various other blogs, I think we find that out quite a few times about Dharmendra over his career. <laughs> this is such a disturbing topic. Well, at least it's Dharmendra <laughs> and not, I don't know, Dev Anand or Ew. somebody like that. I want to ask what, so we've looked at, we've talked about these five films, four of the mothers in them. <laughs> played by Narupa Roy. <laughs> what do we do we think that we can say anything based on these and a few other films about what Desai thinks about mothers? Well, clearly he idolizes them. <laughs> I think you can know. But then he also seems to have, you know, this is the thing about Desai. Um I mean, when you think about it, the BDSM angle in Marth um is such a logical place for him to go because if you look at the way he portrays his mothers, he simultaneously puts them on a pedestal and then at the same time subjects them to the most insane kind of trauma. You know, like he, he's constantly kidnapping their kids and making them blind and imprisoning them and making them think their husbands are dead or having them marry people they don't really love right. and in Dharamvir he they actually do make a prawn makes a statue of Indrani Mukherjee like pedestals that she's literally on a pedestal <laughs> yeah I mean it's all very very warped but you know that's Partly why we love Manmohan Desai. I actually, I like, um, it's not Desai, but I really like the way that Subash Gai in um, Ram Luckin sort of turns the victimization of the mother around. Because in it, oh, who's the mom in that? Uh, I can't remember her name. Um, but she, like, she goes through the whole, she goes through the motions of trauma and torment. Like, all these horrible things happening to her, all these unfair things happening. And then in the end, I remember that she has this great scene where she, uh, you know, Anil Kapoor is just like, he's a rascal and he's doing things that he shouldn't be doing. And she, like, she sort of empowers him 
to go seek revenge and to go kick people's asses. And she says something like, you know, dazzle them with your ass kicking. And I was just like, that is such a more empowering, like that she's like, I've been a victim and I'm going to now get my revenge and, you know, go kick some ass. And I just love that because I feel like Nirupa Roy never really got a good meaty scene where she could just be like, yeah, like, you know, F you, man. <laughs> like, I'm not going to take this anymore. I can think of one, but it's from the early 60s, and it's definitely not a Desai film. It's a Yash Chopra film. <laughs> but yeah, she's, at, throughout the 70s and 80s, it would be great to get to see her, you know, at least voice more than maybe she does. So I feel like Rekha was often an actress that would be able to fight back or at least voice a certain uh, pissed offness that I really enjoyed, even in the awful Ladja. Like, at least she was pissed off. <laughs> And I think that that's a lot better where in uh, movies where sometimes we'll have instead these female characters who not only are like walked on, but they just sort of like accept it. And there's a lot of self-pity and a lot of victimization. Um, so I think it's nice when you see somebody just getting really angry. And it's like in a Star Trek episode where they torture Picard. And I love it because often in, uh, I don't love the torture, but I love that usually when you see torture in films and stuff, there's, Victimhood is a big thing, but in that one, Picard just gets very, very angry, and at the end, it's just so, he's like, oh, like, he's just so mad, and I just love that he's still, you know, there's no destruction of the self, there's no esteem issue, like, he's just, like, pissed off that that should have happened, and I think that that's a very good emotion that we should see more, and that, so I like it when the mom says it, I like it when Reka says it, yeah. Reka doesn't get to do it in Desai films, does she? I, I can only yeah. think of is she only in Suhog of his films? But she's she has her own kind of strength in that, definitely. But she's not outspoken, is she? I or don't she think so. I don't out. remember. Because I think in uh, Suhog is like very much an extension then of her role in Mukadar Kasikander. Yes, and, very much. Yeah, she's just sort of there. She's like this wilting leaf, like just <laughs> sort of sad and, you know, and demure and completely helpless. I think. On on balance, that's the direction to which this eye tilts. He definitely likes the damsel in distress angle, which is odd because he's also given us some fiercely feminist women as well. So yeah. it's very inscrutable that yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, I feel like every example that we come up with for one kind of cool thing that women in his films do, we have a counterexample from maybe the same sort of character, even not like the young women get to do this, but the old women have to do that. It's not even quite as simple as that. Oh, oh, I know. So why, you know, why does it matter to look, why, why bother looking for feminist things or looking at how women are, women participate or are, or are characterized in Desai films? Why, why would we bother to do this? So Desai, I feel like was so aesthetically progressive. Like he was such a, a zany director and he had such like, I feel like he w he sort of created a lot of the things that came the tropes of masala as a genre. And that's something that, you know, that's genius. <laughs> like, that is a representative of his genius. And so to have someone that is so exceptional in one aspect, like, not, like, not be able to or also be able to, like, you know, serve a bit more, um, I guess, enlightened is a word I could use. Uh, that's something that, like, you know, I sort of anxiously want to see and I'm, like, I'm anxious to find evidence that he was not completely ruled by some, you know, narrow-minded perception of gender norms or something. And so that he was able to 
just as he was able to just be so flexible with the medium of film. I mean, and this might be a silly thing to expect, but, you know, that he could be so flexible with the medium, I would want him to sort of be similarly flexible with the content of what he was doing. And so, yeah, like, I love that sort of stuff. And I also love that, you know, as a contextual piece from the 70s, just like, what was it like in emergency India? Like, what were the sort of norms? And also comparing, like, the norms, I guess, in Bombay uh, as compared to other parts of the country. And then also, in a larger way, how does it relate to feminism? And like, uh, you know, in the sense that, like, I watch these things, you know, I watch films, not just Hindi films, any film. And I come at it very much from the how I was raised, live in, and sort of the things that I consider to be the social norms. And that in, it just gives me, obviously, prejudices. And sort of I have these ingrained prejudices. And so I think it's important that when, for example, I want to be feminist um, in a different cultural context, I should be able to recognize that sort of feminism. Watching, like, the Sai films and trying to... I mean, but any Hindi film and trying to take it apart, pick it apart and see, like... Do I think that's feminist? Uh, do like why or why not? Um, I think that's just a good exercise. Yeah, we do want to see something of ourselves in films, and I, I don't know. In just recent months, I've been thinking about people talk about this is a movie where you should just turn your brain off, and that's a strategy of viewing movie viewing or of cultural participation of any kind that I just wholeheartedly reject for myself, and I, I have a lot of issues with it. But I was I've been thinking about films that I would have been happier viewer if I'd turned my values off and I am not willing to do that either most of the time and so you just kind of seeing that aspect of myself in films but I also really want to learn I want to learn from these and I want to think about what they say about the context in which and for which they were made that's really really interesting to me Um, and since so many of his films were so popular I think I was reading recently that you know Mard was one of the the biggest hits of that year um, <laughs> which is kind of hard to imagine when you watch it now. <laughs> you just think, such a mess. <laughs> but, but um, you know, what does that say about the, about what can we, you know, figure out about audiences from that? What can we figure out that the film is reflecting of society or perhaps what it's proposing for society? Um, and I, I just love doing that with any kind of book or movie or whatever, no matter when or where it's from, like you're saying, like this is just the, the sort of um, intellectual, cultural exercise of of trying to figure out what's going on in addition to <laughs> being entertained because his films are so entertaining also and he's a great example of the of just the ridiculous falseness of there having to be a dichotomy between you know between content and entertainment or between sort of ideas and entertainment that we've talked about a lot on this podcast and our blogs <laughs> and places like that like he's got all I mean that he's he's got that kind of masala too that kind of mix also not just of sort of genre ingredients or whatever, but of, of ideas and aesthetics and all those things going on. So I just, I can't imagine that there is, he isn't saying something about so many different kinds of things. And this is just one of the ones that interests me most. This was Masala Zindabad, the podcast that ought to have been a book. Thank you for listening. Hey, hey.